Welcome to PHT in the Morning with your host, Pastor David Miller from the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle in Cincinnati, Ohio. Good morning and welcome to another episode of PHT in the Morning with Pastor David Miller. I am Pastor David Miller and I will be with you this morning as your host. And I hope you're having a wonderful day already, and I hope something we say might help you throughout your day-to-day and throughout your week this week. I want to be talking to you this morning on a uh, title of this uh, episode and call it The Divine Swine. And we're going to be reading from Isaiah 56, verse number 7 says, even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For mine house shall be called an house of prayer for all people. The Lord God, which gathereth the outcast of Israel, saith, yet will I gather others to him beside those that are gathered unto him. And ye beasts of the field come to devour, yea, all ye beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind. They are ignorant. They are dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs, which can never have enough. And they are shepherds that cannot all look for their own way, every one for his gain from his quarter. Come ye, they say, I will fetch wine and we will fill ourselves with strong drink. And tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant. And this is kind of what we are seeing in our world today by many folks who have took God's house and have changed God's house from its true intention. Now, I'm going to be reading some New Testament verses in just a moment. But if you notice there, when I read you in verse 7, early the, uh, that part of that verse said, I'll bring you to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. So God's house of prayer, you should be joyful when you go into God's house of prayer. He also says this again at the end of the verse, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all people. So that's what God's house was intended to be called, a house of prayer. But what did he say in the latter part of the verse that was happening? His watchmen. Now that'd be folks like me, pastors of churches. He said they had become blind and they're ignorant, and they're dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. So they're just wanting to lie down, take it easy, sleep. They don't even bark. In other words, they're not crying out against uh, the oncoming dangers like a dog uh, that couldn't bark when he saw oncoming danger. He said they had become greedy dogs, They never have enough. 
They're shepherds that don't really understand. Why? Because that verse said they look to their own way. Every one of them for his own gain. And they say, come and we'll fetch wine. We'll fill ourselves with strong drink. And tomorrow shall be as this day and much more abundant. And that's kind of what we have today uh, with a lot of folks. All they want to teach is the prosperity message. And actually, I'm not even against uh, preaching prosperity at some point because, I mean, God's word teaches he wants these people to have the best. But when we are afraid to bark, we're afraid as a dog, we're afraid to lift up our voice. We go to sleep on sin, turn our back on sin. He said, go blind to that sin because we want our own gain. That is a problem, my friend. So also in the New Testament, I want to read this to you. When Jesus was coming to Jerusalem after his triumphal entry, the whole city was moved. And they asked, who is this? The multitude said, this is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple. The first thing he'd done, he went into the temple or God's house and he cast out all of them that sold and bought in the temple, overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves. And he said to them, it is written. And that's what I read to you. This is what Jesus is quoting was Isaiah 56. He said, my house shall be called the house of prayer, but you have made it a den of thieves. And he said, this should have been a place for the blind and the lame to come and be healed. But the Bible said, uh, uh, instead of this, you know, they were going after their own gain. And that's kind of what we see happening today. I am, let me say this, by the way, I'm a full-time pastor and I believe that the man of God should be supported. I know you have to have money to pay the bills. You have to have money to pay electric bills and water bills if you have a mortgage or whatever you do and, and support your pastor. I believe in all of that. I believe in tithing and giving and supporting of missionaries and all, every bit of that. But when we turn our back on sin and when we are afraid to preach on sin, because we want larger numbers and we want bigger offerings for our own gain, then we have become, like Isaiah's gospel said, greedy dogs, blind, and like dogs that cannot or will not bark against the oncoming danger. Now, the reason I titled this uh, the message on the divine swine, I was reading in a Sunday school book this week. And I read this story that talked about in the state of Missouri uh, years ago, there was a Hollywood uh, film crew that came into that uh, Missouri town and they was making a movie. The main star of that movie was a pig or thus a swine that we mentioned. Now, for one of the most important scenes 
they had rented out a bridal suite. You know, the bridal suite and the presidential suite are always the most expensive rooms in a motel. So they had rented out that most expensive room. And of course, they rented the room for the star of the movie, being a pig. And so, uh, yes, that pig was going to make a mess. But the movie directors did not care if it made a mess. They were shooting a scene that was going to bring in a ton of money. So they uh, overlooked uh, it being a pig. They overlooked the mess it was going to make. They wasn't worried about that because that was going to bring in a lot of revenue that they were going to get to keep some of that. So needless to say, uh, when the pig checked out, well, when they checked him out, there was a great big mess. I mean, they had to come in there with cleaning crews. Uh, they had to come in there and, uh, of course, clean it all up. They had to disinfect it. They had to do all sorts of things. Took a few days to even get the room uh, clean up to where it was presentable once again. And they had to even refurbish the room, uh, according to this story, and redo it, redecorate everything. Well, they didn't care because it was going to bring a lot of money to the movie producers like like I just said. Well, I think sometimes that same mentality has got into our uh, churches and our some of our pastors. Now, pastors, I'm not trying to be rough and mean to all of you, uh, but I'm telling you today, don't turn a deaf ear to sin. Don't close your eyes to sin that's in the pool, in the pews. Preach the truth. Preach the gospel. And you can preach the gospel in love. And then sometimes you got to preach the gospel and just come right at it head on against sin. Uh, nobody likes uh, to be thought of as a rough or a harsh preacher, I don't think. I certainly don't. But I'm going to preach the truth that God gives me no matter what. Now, I read to you in Isaiah 56 and Matthew 21, two different places where the Bible said God's house shall be called a house of prayer. But in this little Sunday school uh, lesson that I read, it said a lot of our churches that should be called the house of prayer could easily be called uh a hog house instead of called God's house. And what they're, what that Sunday school lesson was trying to say is because our preachers have allowed God's house to be a pigsty because we were afraid to stand up and preach the truth because we didn't want to lose our biggest tither, our biggest supporter. Uh, that might cause us to... Uh, you know, not be able to do as many things as we'd like to do. That might mean that we may not get a raise in our salary or something like that. I would hate to think that a true man of God would ever even let things like that enter into his mind. 
God forbid that anybody uh, would think like that. But in all honesty, there's many preachers that I think they're more willing uh, to slop the pig in the pew than they are to preach against sin that they're doing. God help us. I never want to come and offer uh, a bunch of slop to my congregation. I want to give them the best. I want to give them the truth. I want to give them the gospel. Sometimes we preach and our members might think, well, that, that was hard. We might preach against something they're doing. It's not because that we want to be hurtful. It's because we want them to get into heaven. Amen. So uh, it's up to you. If you want to have a piggery or you want to have a real church, it's up to you. Do you want uh, uh, your pews to be filled with pigs or do, you want, or do you want them to be filled with saints of God? Are you going to feed them poisonous teaching every single Sunday? Are you going to give them God's word that will bring strength, as the Bible said, to their bones? You know, it's kind of like that little story I talked to you about a moment ago. That place was called, uh, uh, in, in the lesson, now this is nothing against uh, this motel chain. I stay in them a lot. They're good motel. Not at all. But they had just paid an exorbitant amount uh, to do this, to, to put their star pig in that room. But it's up to you. Uh, do you want to... Do you want to live in a Hogaday Inn? Do you want your church to be called a Hogaday Inn? Do you want your church to be a church uh, that no truth is being spread, but all we're, all we're feeding our people instead of wholesome Bible verses, the truth of God, instead of teaching them to repent of their sins, instead of teaching them to rejoice uh, and give worship and praise to our God, Instead of that, we just keep feeding them poison and we keep telling them it's okay what you're doing. You can live any way you want. Just keep paying those ties. If we do that, I'm afraid we as men of God, pastors rather, of God, if we're not careful, we may not make it in ourselves. God help us. I don't want my church to be a religious show. I don't want my church to just be entertainment. Now look, if you ever come to my church, you'll find out I've got a tremendous choir that is outstanding. I've got great singers and musicians in our church that I'm very proud of and they're good. But I still don't want them to put on a show. I want them to sing with the anointing. And I'm not going to put them in the choir or allow them in the choir if they're not trying to live according to God's word. So today, I want to ask you again, are you going to church for the show? Do you just want to see uh, and hear something without any reproof whatsoever? You see, the Bible tells us as ministers to reprove, to exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. So 
not just exhort, but reprove. So reproof is a part of it. So today, I'm not going to be a part uh, of a church that's going to try to make a, an attempt on pig reform. I don't want, I'm not going to try to do any of that. I know this today, that God can save and set free anyone. But 2 Peter 2.22 said this, that after we're saved, that he said we could be like that sow that was washed and return again to their wallowing in the mire. Don't allow that to happen to you, child of God. Don't allow that to happen. So today, are we sitting there and are we trying to make saints out of sows? Are we trying to make... Uh, turn our pigs into perfection, it's never going to happen. They're going to have to repent and get washed and be clean from their sin and not run back to wallowing in the mire. If you try to chain a, change a pig, it won't work. I'll tell you this little story I heard a man by the name of Cash Amberg, he say years ago. He said, if you took a pig straight out of a mud pile, out of a mud hole, said you could take it and wash it with the best detergent. You can dry it off and squirt it off and clean it up good. You could brush its hair. You could put the best perfume on that pig. You can tie a, a red ribbon around its neck, and most of the time it'll run right back to the nearest mud hole it finds and start wallowing again. So today... If it's a pig, it's a pig. You can't make hogs holy and you can't make pigs perfect. I'm just trying to tell you today that we need to preach God's truth. I don't know about the rest of you, but I'm not going to go after the money or the show or anything else. I am not going to sign up for the divine swine program. I still want PHT, the Pentecostal Holiness Tabernacle, where I'm the pastor, to be called a house of prayer and not called a house of the divine swine, because sin is still sin. God bless you, and I hope that I've been a help to you today. Keep preaching the truth, preachers. Members, don't go to a church where it's put on and where it's just a show. Don't do that where you're allowed to do whatever you want and still feel like you're a child of God. Don't do that. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day, and I hope you have a great rest of your week, and we will be back with you again next Monday. God bless you. This is Pastor David Milton, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.